There's a new mayor in town, and he's already hard at work. Follow Mayor Yemi on Facebook and Twitter at Mayor of COS. Now get ready for another great episode of Behind the Springs. I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hello, everyone. This is our first of two check-ins with Mayor Yemi in July. And I want to start by talking about the 4th of July, which we just celebrated, and July 13th, which is coming up. We're right in the middle here. And why those two dates are so special to our new mayor. So, Mayor Yemi, thanks for being with us again. Thank you for having me. In one of your favorite months, I would dare to say. Oh, yeah, easily. And I I just want to um, preface this by saying um, it's good to do this with you. This is um, part of my commitment to our community that um, they will hear regular report out from me. And so it's an honor to to um, not just speak to you, but really speak to the entire city. So we're talking about July. July is a very special month. Actually, it's not just July, but when you think about the end of June, we, we kick off the summer with Flag Day. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what, a week and a half ago. And then now we have July 4th, um, another symbolic day for us in our country. And, um, and then July 13 holds, um, a, it's a special day for me and my family. That's the day I became an American citizen. So there's a lot of flag celebration in my household right now. And the really cool thing that my kids and I do has become a yearly tradition is we plant flags in our yard. Um, uh, like the little flags the that little go flags, around. Yes. Um, some bigger ones. By by the time all is said and done, we probably have a good amount of about fifty, at least fifty flags that I that just covers the yards and planters and so we 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 take Flag Day pretty seriously in our household because of Flag Day, uh, Independence Day and dad becoming a citizen of this great country. And there are a lot of people who take it for granted, so it's a good reminder of what oh, an yeah. important day it is for us. I and I, I yeah, we, we, we must not take it for granted. Yep. Um, 27 years I've been in this country now. It took me 21 years, uh, 20 years, to be able to, be, to become a citizen and participate in fully in democracy. So I worked hard for this. And I know a number of my friends, they, they were born with this right and take advantage of it. Um, not everything is great, but we do live in a great country and we do have the ability to make it even better. Right, and pause Pause and be grateful. Pause and be grateful. Right. That's always good. So tell us about some of the work, not that you're pausing very often these days, (laughs) maybe on the 4th of July, maybe for a few minutes, but tell us about some of the work you've been doing since we last heard from you. Um, We've, we've heard about probably people have heard some of it in the news, uh, but not all. So we want to pick your brain a little bit about what are your priorities right this moment. Absolutely. I also want to mention one more thing about Flag Day. Yes. Uh, Something happened on the 4th of July. Um, 4.30 at the Pikes Peak Center. Um, Mayor John Southers and I um, got to participate in a program with the Philharmonic, and we both read excerpts from Abraham Lincoln, who's one of my heroes. And I thought that moment was symbolic, as you had the former mayor and the current mayor um, together um, acknowledging this special holiday for us and reading from this uh, excerpt from the 16th president, um, one of the legends. And uh, it was, I felt it was symbolic to see John and I sit together and then shake each other's hand. And the community really appreciated that. And why is that important? Because leadership matters. And I'm still committed to working with the former mayor to ensure that Colorado Springs remain a great city. 
Yes, two people who love this city. Two people who love this city. So let me just real quick, what um, yes. what have I been working on? We've been busy, busy for the right reasons. People ask me, how's the job going? I say it's a lot, and it's a lot, and it's a lot, <laughs> and I love it. Good. I truly love this job. I have an uh, incredible opportunity to serve people, and it's what makes this job so enjoyable. So, yes, we are delivering, delivering on the 100-day promise the 100-day blueprint. You know, if you're by way of reminder, there are three main overarching pillars. One is to um, is to build support with um, local government. That's on the local level, the state level, and the federal level. I'll actually be in D.C. next week um, for 48 hours advocating for Colorado Springs. Great. The other next item on the list is to build confidence and build um, support with our community. And we're about to kick off our listening sessions. Um, I have about nine of them, and we're going to touch every single um, district in our city. You know, we So have, that's you going out into the community? That's me going out in the community. I'm going to be with some friends and partners. Kono will be with me. Some team members will be with me. And then the third item on um, overarching goal is to address some of our most urgent and emergent issues. And... It's whether it's homelessness, whether it's uh, our potholes and our sidewalks. And Jen, that's a whole conversation in itself as the weather, <laughs> while we love the moisture, it's also created some challenges for us from an infrastructure perspective. Absolutely, it has. And you had uh, public safety, obviously, is another big one of your priorities. And we've had, um, we talked last time about the police department graduation. And then since then, you've had the fire department graduation. Yes. Right? So we've had yeah, a lot of week. new... Public safety officers. We have a, a, a lot of new public safety officers and a lot of it is important pub, public servants mm -hmm. like me. Um, Jen, uh, I can't tell you how special it was for me as mayor to administer the same oath of office that I just took four weeks ago. Um, four weeks ago, yeah. Today is July 6th. Mm -hmm. I got sworn oh, exactly. in June 6th. Yeah. So 30 We're at the one-month mark. We're at one-month mark. So where's the cake? Where's I, the, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I feel I, so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, just four weeks ago, I, I was able to take the same oath and to to do that with these public servants. You know, yes. we have about 42 new police officers and about another 20-plus uh, fire firefighters, and it's, a, it's an honor to help launch them into the and work, we need into them. the city. We need them so much. Absolutely. And I, I just want also, while we're having this conversation, I'd be remiss if I didn't put in uh, put a good plug for our men and women in blue. We are still short about another 70 to 80. Jen, if we do not have the number of officers that we need, really, we need about 18, 818 um, to be fully staffed. Um, we're still short about another 80 Um It'll be, it makes it it makes it hard for us to deliver the quality services to our residents that I want us to be able to. So if you're out there and you're considering law enforcement, or you know um, of someone, or you know of a family yeah. member or friend, encourage them. Um, I'm a big champion of their work, and we'll continue to ensure that we remain the best department in the country. Okay, that sounds good. And um, talk also about um, you mentioned the weather. Um, we did a disaster declaration. Will you explain what that means? Yeah, so um, the, the- It sounds very serious, so. Yeah, it sounds very serious, and I don't want to um, alarm our community um, that it's the, the disaster we're talking about. It's not the same level as- um, 
Like a wildfire. The wildfire, yeah, you right. know, and that's not what we're talking about. But make no mistake about it, in, in, in the entire region, the entire county, we've suffered about 19, over $19 million in damages in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and even yesterday, we have more damages. I, the fire chief reached out to me to tell me uh, Station 8 and Station 23 suffered um, significant damages with the vehicle and the building. Mm-hmm. So we love the moisture. We love, we love the rain. But, man, the hail is killing us. It's and rough. so to be able to fix the, the myriad of challenges, we just don't have that money. So if we, are ab- if we declare, um, uh, if we do the disaster declaration in, in collaboration with the county, and then Governor Polis does the same on the state level. It makes it easier for us to access the funds from the people need to get that, back that on we need their from, feet. From, right. the, from the federal side right. of things that we need in our community. So it's a decision I made in conjunction with our county friends as well. Okay, that's great. And another another point I want you to talk about that made the news a little bit is you have created a new office right. or department. Right. Um, and what does that mean for residents and why did you do that? Right. I, um, this is the second announcement where we've um, talked about some staff changes and modification. Jen, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a leader of the people. I truly believe that if a government, if government, if I do my job well, we are a true government of the people. And so um, to have a mayor's office of community affairs puts the emphasis on the people and encourages the people participation in, in government. And in governance. So this is bringing out, so bringing th- in or outside organizations. Exactly. To, and and okay. to have, and for the mayor's office, um, for these team members to be a bridge for my office into the community. So, so that's their sole that's mission. That's their sole mission is to represent me in the community because I am only one person. Right. Uh, but they're incredible leaders. Daniel Somerville, who you know, will be overseeing all cultural affairs and invitations to the mayor's office. Thomas Thompson, who is a leadership coach and a former pastor, will be representing me in, uh, in the community. In fact, he's providing leadership to the listening groups and also will be connecting with a diverse faith communities as I intend to invite them to help me solve some of these challenges. Because we don't want to miss out on that input. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's the... And it's why even an organization like Cause I Love You, is when, when I co-founded that, was to ensure that we're engaging um, parts of our communities, in this case, the faith communities, and welcome them to the table to help solve some of the problems. Because I think the bottom line is we realize, meaning you and I, here we are on the inside of local government, we realize that there are a lot of people who feel disengaged with local government. Right. So it's trying to fix that challenge, that problem. And I should remind our listeners and friends watching that um, as we talk about um, breaking that cycle of disengagement, the three core tenets I've shared with my team and you all about how we will govern and that is through a government that is transparent, a government that is proactive. It's why we're having this meeting and also a government that is approachable. Mm-hmm. And the community affairs office helps me to accomplish that. And I should, one more thing I should add is um, I'm, I'm big on best practices. I'm big on learning from what others. What works other and places. what works. Yep. And so I do a lot of research, Jen, in a city outsize benchmarking ourselves to other cities, what, what, what's effective that we are not really take capitalizing on and 
It's why I've chosen to have this office and to do so also with existing staff roles and not really add in any new staff roles. Right. Okay. Okay. That's good. And so my other question, we're talking about all that you're doing. What are you looking forward to? Like what is next? What's upcoming? We want to talk about um, some of these economic development projects that that are coming up, which is a lot. And sometimes people don't hear about that because it maybe doesn't directly affect their lives. It's not right down the street from them, but it means... It means more jobs. So exactly. that impacts everyone on some level. Think of economic development as a future. Right. We're making investments for the future of our city, um, future prosperity, and the future, um, hopefully, our kids, too. We benefit from um, the investment we're making. So we're tracking about 20-plus attraction projects, um, expansion projects. Attraction is when you bring in new companies to the city Mm -hmm. and expansion is when you help existing companies grow. And Um, really plant their roots here. Really plant plant their roots. And uh, if we do this well, we are creating more jobs and even more than just creating more jobs, we are creating higher paying jobs. And I'm happy, while I can't talk about each project, but I'm happy to uh, inform our listeners that these projects, I think on the low side, about 77000 in terms of what they pay. On the high side, like it's about yeah. 150 Wow. And the medium income for our city is what? Or oh, for the county? Oh, gosh, I don't 60, know. 60000 Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So it's higher. So these are higher. Yeah. These so are when good. we talk about affordability, we work to bring down the cost of housing, but that's hard to do mm-hmm. because construction and um, building materials are expensive. We can work to provide incentives to uh, our builders. One of the reasons I'm going to D.C. next week is to advocate for our city. But as we work to bring down the cost of housing, ultimately we just got to pay people more money to be able to live in this great city. And that's what economic development, these projects are going to deliver. That's good. That's good background for people. So um, you mentioned police and fire, but in general, we want people, speaking of new jobs, we want you to work at these wonderful companies, but we'd also love for people to work here. Yes, absolutely. I met with our 50-person human resource team today. They're awesome. I think it's 50. I don't know. That's what the room felt like. Um, (laughs) But one of the things that I I talked about today was I want city government to be an an employer of choice. Yes. I want... Competitive employer. I want want there to be a long line of people that want to work here. So we do have spots, um, whether it's police, whether it's fire whether it's in legal, whether it's in planning, um, all throughout our operations, we are hiring. And I would encourage, if you're watching or you're, or you're listening and you've thought, I have skills and I have a desire to serve, come. We would like to, we would like to have you join the team. Come join the team. It's awesome. And I mean, they do pay me to say that, but I really do feel that. <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> I really do feel that way. Um, it's a great place to work. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful team, and the people are amazing. The people are amazing. Yeah, they're just working so hard, and they're public servants. Um, so the other thing that you just need people to do is just hope for a little less severe weather. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Right, because it is impacting it is impacting us big time. It is impacting. Mm-hmm. and um, it, Our infrastructure. Yes, that's one of the biggest uh, biggest challenges. I mean, on one hand, we do need a moisture, uh, but even before we approach spring, we're already, uh, many of the residents were already talking about potholes. It's one of the I reasons know. when I, my first day in, in office, I, I asked my, then my director of public works, who is not my deputy chief 
uh, of staff over infrastructure and development. And I said, what are we doing about the potholes? And he's like, well, we've been working on it and we'll keep working on it. And said, let's, let's deploy every single vehicle possible. Um, we have a couple down. Let's get those back up. We're, we're short people because staffing challenges are everywhere, not just the city government. Well, let's 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 deploy all our resources to catch up. But here's the challenge too: we need the weather to be also dry, so we can actually <laughs> fill the potholes. We can actually fill the potholes, and uh, it's, not, it's not just the potholes, but it's the other infrastructure projects, PPRTA and 2C, that we gotta we gotta ensure that we're staying on top of. So it's been challenging as of late, but I want to assure the residents that it's a top priority to me, to your mayor. And um, if there are any infrastructure challenges around you, um, please don't hesitate to report it to us. Yes. Go Use the COS. app. Yes. Go COS app. Go yes. COS app. My wife uses it all the time. She loves it. It's easy to use. You can report just about anything on that app and my team will get back to you. And if they don't get back to you, email my office and I'll take care of it. Okay. Yeah. That is a number one priority for people when they're seeing all the construction around. So thanks for talking about that. No, no problem. Yeah. It's important. And the more, the more weather, more challenge, the more we have these um, rough weather, it it puts a strain on infrastructure. A little less hail, a little more sunshine in July, please. We hope. Okay. So that's good. Anything else you want to mention before we go? Yeah. Listening sessions are coming up. The first one would be a week from this Friday. So please attend. Yeah, please attend. We'll try to get the word out. Um, Kono will be getting the word out. And we're, we're by the way, Kono for people who don't know is the council of organizations and neighborhoods. So council of organizations and neighborhoods, but sometimes people, um, you know, say, oh, it's not down the street. We're really working hard to have these sessions in different neighborhoods so yes. that it's convenient for people to attend. And this correct? may not make sense, but we have six districts districts throughout the city. We elect six city council kind members up, that, yep. yeah, the city split into districts and we will be in every district. And um, why is this important um, for the people watching? It's not just because I said I was going to do it and it's part of my 100-day plan, but it's really important because I need your feedback so I know how to make decisions that work for you. Now, I may not be able to do all of it, but sometimes your feedback may affirm what I'm thinking already or a a decision that needs to be made. So it's important that you show up. It's important that you give me your feedback, and I will have team members with me as well because there might be some questions that we already have answers to that we can— and what's top of mind for the people who live on the west side may not be a priority for the people on exactly. the north. Exactly. Right. It's different in every neighborhood. So but ultimately, as, as, as a leader and as an elected official, um, I am responsible to the people. If you look at a New York chart, it has a city of Colorado Springs ahead of me. So I report to the residents. So I need to be able to hear from them. Yes. Very important. Okay. So those are coming up. And will please follow us on social media. Um, you know, to stay up to date on when those are happening and stay in what neighborhood. And, oh, I one more thing I should mention, yes. too. Um, in maybe a couple of weeks, we I've asked my team to start um, putting on the website um, a way for the public to track the progress of the 100-day blueprint. To keep you accountable. To keep me no, accountable. No, I'm teasing. No, yes. really. But really, yes. Yeah, to keep me accountable. Say so you said you were going to do this. Yes. Are you doing it? Or if not yet, when will you do it? Exactly. Okay. So we're going to start making that available as well. 
Okay. And yeah. speaking of, Mayor is providing frequent updates here, but also on Facebook and Twitter. And drumroll, soon on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you so what. So hip and cool. Let me, so it, it's hip, hip and, and cool. <laughs> I know it's very, sometimes it can be controversial. Yes. But let me tell you why that's important. I have to communicate to the various generations. Um, not every, every demographic, every right? demographic. Every. And I, we should also let the residents know that I will start doing my monthly media briefing. Right. Well. So if that's your source, if that's your source, the nightly news or exactly, the paper, right. paper. So it's important that we are communicating in all the vast platform. And I want to make sure we're engaging our young, young people in their own local democratic process. And that happens to be a platform the younger generation use. I'm too old to use that. I'm not cool enough to use TikTok, but I know that. But you're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. You can do it. You will do great. Yes. Thanks for the update. We yeah. appreciate the time with you. you. And thank you everybody for listening to Behind the Springs. We'll be back with you soon. Have a great day.